Welcome back to another episode of the Resellers Mindset Podcast. My name is Mike, also known as the Used Book Guy on YouTube, along with my friend and fellow full-time reseller, Johnny B. We help people start and grow their reselling businesses from the ground up. We also have a weekly Zoom call and private Discord for all YouTube members. Head on over to youtube.com backslash usebookguy to join the channel and gain access to the full-length podcast, Zoom call, and private Discord today. Let's get into this week's episode. What is up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Reseller's Mindset Podcast. Mike here alongside Johnny. And last week, we kind of picked on eBay a little bit. So this week, we're going to pick on Amazon a little bit, right? Because as a reseller, you hear selling on Amazon. The first thing that comes to your mind is it's so expensive to sell on Amazon. The fees are astronomical. So we're going to give kind of both sides to the story here on do we think the fees are worth it? Are the fees too high in our opinion? What kind of comes with the fees to kind of justify it? So I guess I'll start off here since I'm kind of sort of still the main Amazon guy of both of us here. So for me, the big benefit for Amazon over eBay is the convenience of not storing, packing, and shipping in the customer service of all of the items you sell. So you don't know, I live in an apartment currently. I'm looking for a house. Even when I have a house, I still don't want to have a garage full. Not, not that there's anything wrong. You know, there's inventory systems that work great from home. But I kind of enjoy the pleasure of being able to get some of my time back, even if that costs more money. I think this is all a money for time kind of trade-off when it comes to selling on Amazon versus other platforms. So for me, being in my little penthouse apartment here, and I used to be the guy straight up, I'll tell everybody here. I had like four of those big plastic totes, not the nice ones, like if you're watching on YouTube that Johnny's got behind them. I had the ones you couldn't really even see into. I had the worst inventory system, right? I'd sell a pair of shoes and they're like buried in the bottom of the bin. They're not bagged. I, I find one shoe and I got to keep digging for the other one. And I remember Dev just like, this is such a chaotic mess. It was just, it was just, it was just chaos. And when I, when I first like heard of Amazon, I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. I don't have to keep nothing here, right? I send it all to them and they put it wherever they put it and they ship it. And, you know, because at the time I was also working full-time at CVS. So this is another thing I can't get out, you know, and ship as often as a full-timer. Or, you know, if there's a stretch where I'm working 10 days in a row and the post office doesn't open, what I used to do, fun fact, when UPS would come into CVS every day. So USPS comes in, there goes my packages, right? I would do the same thing with Deb. So that when the, the post office came in to pick up CVS's mail and packages, I would have my reselling packages because I didn't have time to get to the post office. So the appeal of not having to store, ship, customer service, my own items, at the time, I didn't care what the price was. You want to charge me 50, 60, 70% of the sale? I'm perfectly fine with that because right now, time is what I have the least of. And uh, it kind of just developed into a thing where I value my time a lot higher than I used to. So that's kind of why I enjoy selling on Amazon today, even though the fees are high. So uh, give me your your initial take, uh, like when you maybe when you started on Amazon, because, you know, you were eBay first and the fees on Amazon are like 3x what they are on eBay. I mean, it, to me, it, there was a lot less upfront work, to, in my opinion, than Amazon. It's like I already had books and it's like, scan boop pack send scan boop pack send i mean it doesn't get really any easier i think than that unless um you don't have to scan i guess you just send whatever in but you do so i think as far as the fees go it didn't really bother me it was really more solving a problem with excess inventory um than 
me worrying about fees. If you're going to get fees no matter what kind of aspect of business you do. And tacking on, I don't know, $4 on something I'm going to sell for 12 I clear maybe 8 get to keep half or something like that. It just was like, okay, fine. I still clear money, solves a problem, get my space back. This is This is great. I love this. Um, cause even when I was doing eBay and still doing eBay, by the way, um, I just accumulated so much and yes, for eBay, I don't know what to do with you yet. So you're going to go in this pile over here. I'll figure it out later. And then stumbled across Amazon after I went through the YouTube rabbit hole, found you and I was like, Oh, this is an honest guy. He actually, uh, talks about numbers and learned how to do it honestly through your YouTube. Um, and then you started, uh, weekly calls sometime after or one-on-ones. Yeah. I remember that. I did a one-on-one -on -one with you once, a long, long time ago. Do you think that the sell-through rate should affect how much you pay in fees, right? So, like, if we compare two items to eBay to Amazon, and uh, Amazon has a higher sell-through rate, there's more eyes on products, there's more people shopping on Amazon than eBay, do you think that could justify Amazon charging more in fees because they know they're getting more eyes on your products? I think that is a healthy trade, honestly. I, I'm okay with that. If it sells, it sells. Um, it's it's got to be, man, because think about it. Like, we sell used items, like secondhand items. Imagine if you were a brand. Sell-through is all you care about, right? You're trying to build your brand, build your brand awareness, new products. So, like, it might – because I know a lot of resellers like, well, sell-through, you know, man, they kind of are on the fence about it. But I just think about it in the terms of the overall platform – sell through and eyes on your products if you're a brand or you know if you're doing some kind of wholesale product that is way more important than uh keeping i think it goes back to the old you know well you are going to hang on to something and try to get every penny or you're going to turn it fast and get some pennies right and i, I think it kind of goes the same way with the, the sell through aspect yeah i mean um even in the other group they talk about that you could wait it out for all the money or you can get part of the money now. I'd rather have part of the money now than wait two years. I mean, two years is about right uh, for a book on eBay, that that's the potential turnaround time. That, that's not to say when you list something, you won't sell same day or the, within 30 days or anything like that. But if you're listing in bulk, it's you could be sitting with a book for two years before it sells, maybe even longer, uh, maybe three years. So accumulating that you're always going to have to be space conscious of okay i have x space now how much is i don't know one cubic feet of my space worth and then compound that for a two-year window i mean there's a lot of a lot of little math logistics in there maybe a little too complicated for some folks but you got to value uh, a your time b your storage space and three, your your cash flow. I mean, we talked about cash flow before. So how how fast can I get my cash to flow back to me kind of deal? And with Amazon, I think it provides a much quicker turnaround. Even the stuff you have to liquidate. Because again, books can sit even though we send it in. That's not 100% guarantee it's going to sell. All of us have to liquidate six months down the road on most of the stuff. Some stuff will roll the dice for another six months and eat the long-term storage fees. Sure. But if I can sell the vast majority of it, 80, 85% of it, um, and got my money back, and even with the race to the bottom, and I still get my money back because we're in control of where that bottom is, right? Cash flow back to me, and that just – cash flow is king. You can do all kinds of things with your business with the money that comes back to you. Okay, 
well, maybe I get into OA now. I've generated enough cash flow. Or, hey, maybe I can pay up for more expensive books to then send in again instead of the lower margin things. It just gives you options with cash flow. I love options. Do you think people would be more attracted to maybe give Amazon a try if there was just one fee, right? Like, because what happens here, Johnny, you got your storage fees, you got your long-term storage fees, you got your removal fees, your disposal fees, your liquidation fees, pick one and figure it out, right? I don't think, I think the problem is a lot of people see that for the fees for Amazon, it's like a 12 thing line item, right? There's 12 different line items. So people are like, oh my God, like, the fees are just astronomical. Like it doesn't make sense. And maybe if it was just one, like, hey, 50%. And maybe maybe more people wouldn't be kind of pushed away because they see all the different fees, even though they're minimal, right? Because we all know storing your stuff at Amazon, like you were just talking about it. it it's like a thousand books for a hundred bucks yeah. uh, a month, basically. And I think to myself, like, that's that's super cheap. I mean, go buy, go rent a storage unit. Storage units are expensive nowadays. I mean, my 10 by 10 is over a hundred bucks. Now I'm paying close to $120 a month. So I think to myself, well, I could store a thousand books at somebody else who's going to pick and pack for the, for, for less money. Like the storage fees are nothing, but I don't think people realize that because they never really tried Amazon. They just see here, oh, there's a storage fee and they think it's just some crazy number. Okay, so let's break it. To answer your question, yes, I think more people would do it. But I don't want that because I think people should know their numbers. All numbers are important. You got to know every single fee, not just, okay, here's an $80 bill. Well, what for? You got to know what that $80 adds up to. But where I was going with it, let's break it down. Okay, so we get special shipping rates to send in 30 to 200 books. So it's basically, ooh, mate, them shipping rate. You ship, I shipped uh, 240. 46 and a 48 pound box through UPS. And they were both under 10 bucks. And these are 16 yeah. by 12 by 12 box. I mean, their rates are insane. Oh, so expensive. So expensive. No, nah, not really. But that that's fee number one. Outs well, no, fee number one is well to play this game. Well, you got to pay your subscription of oh, $40 a month. Okay, now we're spending, let's just call it 10 bucks for simple math here. 10 bucks a box. How many boxes are you sending in? Let's say you send in 10 bucks, 10 boxes. There's a hundred bucks. So you're at 140. You got to reprice your tool. I mean, that'll run you 15 bucks. Okay. We're at 165. If you have, I don't know, we'll go with the fancy, easy, cool UI one of inventory lab. That's another 70. So we're at 200 something dollars operational cost. We haven't even factored in your cost of goods. Let's say another hundred. Okay. Cost you about three, 400 bucks to run a Amazon operation. You got your labels, you got your packaging supplies. So let's just call it 350. 350 to play Amazon on a casual basis a month. That's, I mean, I think it's another thing that kind of scares people off in addition to Amazon fees is the overhead cost of software. But there's cheaper options when it comes to software. So like yeah. oh, people people always run to the the newest, shiniest, most expensive one. I'm the opposite, dude. I'd rather have the stuff that I know works. The programs have been around forever. Uh they're clean cut. And, you know, yeah, sure, like you're talking about inventory labs. Yeah, it's the best one out there, but I'm too cheap for it. I stick with my plain Jane, you know, Windows 97 listing software. It works, but when it comes back to like- Here over at Johnny B land, we like to fly first class and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like the, the, the fees. So when you scan something, I think this is one thing that people kind of get lost when they're so scared to start Amazon because of the fees. 
everything that we do, especially in media and arguably anything, all you need is the Amazon seller app on your phone. And when you scan that item, it's going to tell you exactly what you're going to make. You can put in your buy calls right through the, the seller app and you'll see how much you would make if you sold it at that price after all fees. So my argument is when people get caught up about fees, and so I always try to get eBay people to try Amazon is you have all of the data right in front of you. Yes, items are going to tank. Yes, you're not going to win every single one. But eight out of 10 times, you're going to win. And that's how you that's how you win in Amazon. So I don't want people, you know, it, it's tough for me because a, a lot of my people on YouTube and listening to this, they're heavily into eBay. And it's like, uh, it's like pulling teeth to get an eBay person to try Amazon. And usually the ones that do, and they actually like give it a real shot. They're like, whoa, this is crazy, right? Like the, do you think the fees on Amazon are justified not only by sell-through, but are you fine with paying the higher fees because the ease of listing and sending your stuff to Amazon is worth the time you save? Like, it, it, does that just, is that some justification for higher fees? Um, I would say my input output ratio justifies that. Absolutely. Now, as far as you saying time saved, I just see, Oh, I can, I, again, with cash flow from Amazon, that gives me more opportunity to spend more time elsewhere in other avenues of my business or improve the Amazon business. Like, again, like doing stuff like OA or, Hey, we're going to save up for that, I don't know, bookstore closeout, and we're going to buy it all on pennies on the dollar. But you need a you need a little bit of change to even play that. And to me, that I don't really see time saved. I see time more reinvested, if that makes sense, to other finer aspects of business because we're all business owners. Now, if speaking to the person who's just doing this on a hobby level or a part-time level – or may not have such aspirations, that's fine. If you're just looking for a steady paycheck and nothing wrong with that by any means, you're going to save so much time. You can go home to the kids every night if you want. You just did a box a day. Come on, a box a day, 30, 40 books. You could do that a day, honestly. Or even if you want weekends off, okay, do two boxes two days a week. Do one box three days a week. There's your seven boxes a week. You will be fine, I promise you. I will say this. It's... um. When it comes to like, you know, hobbyist, I don't think you can be a hobbyist seller on Amazon. Um, just the way, you know, they're taking the buy box from people. It takes a while to get the buy box if you're not sending a lot of inventory in. I don't think you can be that hobbyist seller that just comes on and sends one box a month because you're going to need a professional account to even be buy box eligible. Until you have the buy box, you're not getting 90% of the sales. I think the people that went in Amazon are part-timers that treat it like a business and kind of like Johnny said, said, okay, I have two days a week. Here's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to get in one box every week, one box every two weeks. Um, I don't think you can play the game of just falling away for kind of like how I do with eBay, right? I'll list, you know, uh, 10 days every three months and I can come back and I can just get back into the swing of things, start listing again. Amazon, I think, now punishes sellers for that by taking the buy box away if you had it or if you don't have it and you're not sending in inventory constantly, you're never going to get the buy box. And without that, your Amazon business is basically dead, honestly. That is a very fair point. Um, and my my logic was, I don't know, a guy goes to an estate sale, buys the whole bookcase once a month and then processes that. When he's done, he's done and does it again the next month. But your buy box point puts my whole idea to shame. It doesn't work. You're right. 
I, I mean, you you would like I would almost say if you're that person that goes sourcing once a month and wants to have an Amazon business, you know, if you're scooping up 500 books, I'd probably do one box every single week just to keep the flow going to Amazon. So they see on your account, you're actually sending. So, I mean, there are things you can do, but I don't think you can kind of just show up and sell on Amazon for a month, go away for the next season, come back and, you know, expect things to kind of be the same. I don't think that works on Amazon. And just so you're talking about with the fees, right? Because you're going to need the professional kit. What does 40 bucks a month get you on eBay as like a store? Like say, if I want to get a store on eBay and I got 40 bucks, do you know off the top of your head what that, what that'll get it's you? It's the store above mine because mine costs 50 at the premium, whatever that store is. Um, you couldn't go to anchor with that because that's 200 bucks. Uh, I don't even remember what the store below mine is. Uh, eBay stores. I got the cheap store. I got the five dollar store. Yeah, it's I think it's the $25 one. Let's see here. Scriptions and fees. There we go. Uh $21.95 a month is what you'd be able to do. It's called a basic store. Gets you a thousand a month of free fixed price listings, twenty-five cent insertions, two hundred and fifty free auctions a month, and twenty-five cents insertions uh, above that. Mine is ten thousand a month, and five hundred a month free auctions and fifteen and fifteen cent insertion fees. So for about double the money, I get a nickel cheaper on extra insertions and ten times the amount of free fixed price listings. So. so yeah, I mean, that's kind of the comparison when you look at the the. there's always going to be costs with everything, too. And uh, jump into this one, you know, if anybody's selling on Amazon, got the email last week about their fee increases, but they also did decrease some things. Um, I try not to, you know, the fees are always going to go up. Everything's going up. I know this is like beating a dead horse. Everything's going up. The price of eggs is $30 a dozen and a gallon of gas is, you know, it's but. I think with platforms, even, you know, the ones that haven't announced fee increases, you can expect it. I think it's almost like a line item every year you have in your budget that, all right, well, I'm expecting Amazon fees to go up 2% next year, eBay fees to go up 2%, whatever it is, however they bake it into it. And the Amazon one was a low inventory fee where you have to pay a certain amount based on how quick the item sells. If you don't carry enough inventory, well, most resellers don't carry enough inventory to avoid this fee. So you're basically tacking on anywhere between 90 and like uh, basically between a dollar and a quarter per item you sell. And a lot of people are just like so bent out of shape about it. And I think to myself, yet again with Amazon, when you're sourcing an item, you can see exactly how much you're going to make, right? Whether that's using the seller app, seller amp, Scoutly, Scout IQ, you see all the data. It's presented to you before you even ship the it's item. Cheating! I can't do that on eBay. I mean, I I I got to eyeball it and look at sales, and I can look at Terapeak, sure, but I don't have a streamlined piece of software like Scout IQ that just does all that for me. I gotta I gotta do all the mental math myself, and then make a judgment call. I got a, I got a tough question for you here just to kind of justify like Amazon fees over other platforms. How many items could you list on Amazon in an hour versus eBay in an hour? You think, because you know, you do good, you do, you know, some of the best listings out there on eBay. So if you had to, you know, just put it, you don't got to be exact, but like how many listings on eBay in an hour, how many listings on Amazon? Are we talking like packing a box or doing merchant or what on Amazon? Uh, 
uh, pack in a box. I want to do FBA because that's where the fees are. The sure, fees sure. are all FBA. Um, hour we could do about forty, depending on what we're putting in there. Let's just say average size book. So you could do about forty books in a box in an hour. Pack it, do all the the labeling, all that. Um, on eBay for me, it'd be about twelve. So almost quadruple. Do you think that would, in your mind, do you think that justifies you willing to pay more in fees? Because yeah. it's... 100%. There's, there's no question there. Four times the amount of stuff in the same amount of time, profit per hour. And that's not even, and we're not even factoring in the time you have to put that eBay book on the shelf, uh, deal with the customer service for that eBay book, and then pack and ship that eBay book on itself. So, well, um, kind of. I mean, you still got to drive the, unless you're doing having a USPS or UPS pick up your boxes, you still got to drop off your box somewhere. That's true. Um, but I, I would say even on that, Amazon wins because you, you gotta you gotta pack all the individual items in Amazon. It's one item, one box. Well, lots of items in one box. All right. So enough of me defending Amazon with their high fees. I do think um, every year the margins are going to get thinner. How you combat your margins going down is you find better items. Um, the fees, I agree, you know, they're they're super high compared to any other platform. As much as I sit here and try to justify it because, you know, oh, he sells on Amazon. Of course, he's going to say the fees are worth it. Um, I just understand the the time value, how much my time's worth. But I will say this, you know, the fees going up every year, it's frustrating. I ain't going to lie. But I mean, uh, Deb said it the other day because uh, I put out the YouTube video talking about the fees. Just, you can't control what the platforms do. If you don't like what the platform does, then you can go somewhere else. And she's 100% correct. If you don't like it, then start a Shopify. Sell on a different site that's got less fees. But just be prepared that any platform you are a part of they always control the fees on their platform. And I mean, I don't I don't even know if the fees have ever gone down on any platform in the history of reselling. So the the fees are, yeah, they're, you know, it's a lot. You sell a book for 10 bucks on Amazon. You're lucky if you make a dollar after fees. That's not including your buy costs. Well, you sell a $10 book on eBay, at least you put, you know, two, three, four bucks in your pocket. So yeah, you know, the fees are a lot higher on Amazon. And it does get frustrating every year when you get nickel and dime. And I, I kind of, you know, think about it this way. Everywhere you go now, Johnny, they want a tip. You can you can go order takeout. You know, you just go in and pick up your pizza. They want a tip, right? So it's, I think it's like kind of translate that into the reselling world. Every year, they want, a, they want a little bit more. You know, they want that 60 cents. Hey, Johnny, you want to round up that sale on Amazon and donate the proceeds? You know, I think that's kind of what I equate it to. And it's frustrating for me, right? Because everywhere you go now, they want to, oh, you donate to this, donate to that, donate to this, tip here, tip there, tip here, tip there. It's like, uh, and if, and the platforms are just the same way. And Amazon does it a little bit more sneakily, right? Because they have all of these line fees. It's not just, hey, we're raising the final value fee or the promoted listings. They're like, well, we're going to tweak uh, the the square root of pi fee. And then we're going to tweak the Pythagorean theorem fee. And then, you know, like it's stuff that it's like, what the heck is going on? And I think they make it complicated on purpose. So like the average person doesn't really understand what's actually going on in the fee structure. Like you got to sit down for a full day and have a, a notepad 
and click through all the links on the email to actually understand what's going on versus other platforms. It's like, hey, final value fee is going up a half percent or this is going up one percent. And you go, okay. <laughs> so let's just do some quick math off what I said. So 12 books on eBay. Okay. Let's say they're all $30 books. Okay. So that's $360. Wait, fees divide by half. All right, 180 bucks. Same thing with Amazon here. So we said about 40 books, 40 times $30 uh, divided by, so $1,200 divided by two is $600, 180 opposed to $600. Um, six times the amount of money for the same amount of time worked. There's where it works out. But Johnny, you're the eBay guy. You do eBay. Yes, I do, because some things only fit on eBay that will not fit on Amazon. So I allocate time to do eBay as well. Um, but if you were just to do Amazon, okay, 600 bucks an hour. How many hours can you work? I mean, but you got to have the material. It doesn't count for the going out and sourcing and getting it and finding it and scanning it, bringing it back, prepping it, highlighting, underlining, stickering if you're into stickering or heat gunning if you're into heat gunning. Then you get to do your box per hour kind of deal. I think about it this way. If I spent the same amount of time on an eBay business that I do on my Amazon business, I probably wouldn't make uh, 25% of what I do. That's just the reality of it. Um, there's a lot more, right? The photos. You never got to take a photo with Amazon, right? If I went to any eBay seller right now and said, how much of your profit are you willing to give up to never take another product photo again? What do you think the range would be? I think some people would go up to 30, a third. I think people would give up a third of their profit to never take a photo again as an eBay seller. That's about right. I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, here's here's the thing though. It's a people are afraid of change. You got the old timers that have done eBay since the dawn of time. I've been selling on eBay for 40 years. Yeah, you just got the same stuff you listed 40 years ago in your store. That's exactly right. You never sold it. Um, I thought it would sell. There was a sale on there, proven sale, so I can sell it, right? That's the, that doesn't mean it's true. It's ever going to sell, so you got to burn that item somehow, some way. Anyway, um, if you had a person do eBay for one year and then have them do Amazon for one year, give it a fair shot for two years on both platforms, kind of like what I've done, honestly. Um, Amazon just wins as far as the money goes. Now, after you've done this intensive experiment, two years is a long time, you'll find that some things just fit on eBay better than they will ever fit on Amazon. Yeah, Amazon may even want that particular product. Like I got a lot of foreign stuff and foreign language things that there's not even a product listing for. Where does it go? Do I throw it away? Do I pump more time in Amazon if I do throw it away? You could do that. Or if you're like me, I've just, well, that's an eBay only item. It goes to eBay. I can make some money on it. Now, do I should I allocate a whole my whole business toward eBay and just focus on other things? That's really a judgment call, to be honest. You can make money on eBay. You can make money on Amazon. But if you're time conscious and want flexibility with your life, Amazon wins. If you want rigid scheduling and you're going to work really hard, you're going to earn you're going to earn literally earn every dollar that comes in. eBay is your game. Now, if you choose to do both, I think that's the sweet spot, honestly. But again. It's a lot of time. Uh, I don't want to earn none of my money, Johnny. I don't. I don't, don't eBay. 
But I do think, right, you know, I just, I said earlier in this podcast, I keep a little $5, you know, mud hut store that's somewhere down the road, right? You know, every every once in a while, somebody will stop and buy something, but I have no expectations. But there are things, right? Signed books. We all know you can't get any kind of extra price on Amazon, you know, book sets, things like that. Some of those go a lot better on eBay, depending on the, the topic and, and, the, and the set. Or Japanese wrestling magazines. I'm still selling those things like candy. Amazon has very little of them and nor will take a listing from me. So. Antique books, pre-ISBN books. I mean, you, you got to be knee deep in eBay. And I think it all boils down to don't let the the large, it's like sticker shock. Don't let the sticker shock of the fees scare you away. Because if I if I told you if you paid double the fees and you're going to make six times the money, I mean, you'd be stupid not to do it. And I think when you really start analyzing the items you're sending and you understand the, the fees of the Amazon platform, you quickly realize, okay, I'm not losing money, right? Everything we send in, it's nowhere close to break even. We have wiggle room for it to go down in price. And we have all of the data in front of us. We know the exact sell through. How many times an item sells in a six-month period? On eBay, sure, you can go look at the comps. But then you're going to have to pull out your calculator and do how many sold versus how many listed. And you know why did these sell and other ones didn't sell? Best offers taken. How much did it really sell for? I think with the fees, honestly, at the end of the day, as much as I don't want to sound like an Amazon homer, like... I work 20 hours a week, maybe on Amazon and I make a full-time income doing this. Like if I did 20 hours a week on eBay, I'd be back at CVS working again. That's just the reality of it because the time I can spend in my Amazon business, sourcing, prepping, packing is astronomical, especially for me, who's somebody who sucks at eBay, right? You know, I list everything through my phone. I do the photos. I store, you know, you got to store the items and you got to go get... Like for me, my my speed when it comes to Amazon, like if I'm looking at an hour hourly rate, like I'd probably be the same as you, you know, around maybe I probably do a little bit more listings than you because mines are, you know, they're half-assed listings. They're not, I'm not filling everything out, right? You get so more listings up an hour than I can. Yeah, on, yeah, you can. Maybe I'm at like 20, 25 listings an hour on eBay. But if I sat down and, you know, did boxes for Amazon, I'm probably getting out three boxes. And regardless of how many items are in that box, I'd probably say I'm doing close to, you know, 200 items per hour on Amazon. And that's literally just Bluetooth scanner, listing software, boom, 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 you know, because all you're doing is slapping a sticker on it, throwing it in the box. And that's it. It's like, it's crazy to me how much more productivity I can have just because of the tools the platform has. Now, maybe down the road, eBay has some kind of listing software. Um, and there are services out there now. I yeah, see there's cross-listing things where you can hit them all. Sure. Yeah, I, I still think, you know, you, the cross-listing thing compared to just Amazon overall, I, st I still think it's a lose-lose. Like, I would take Amazon. If I had to choose Amazon or every other reselling platform, dude, I'm not even thinking twice. I'm going straight to the Amazon line every single time. Now, this may change if we have the same conversation next year, two years from now. Things are always changing. But today, yeah. dude... I, I'm running. <laughs> I'm running away from every other reselling platform right to the Amazon line, regardless of the fees. Fees fees could have went up 10% this year. And I could I could care less. Like I know that's where the items are going to sell. The most eyes on media items are going to be on Amazon. Sure, eBay has its things for collectibles, but the overall 98% of the media, you're going to get a higher bang for your buck, right? So that would be another justification that comes to fees is. Yeah, you pay more in fees, 
but you also can command a higher price on Amazon compared to eBay. Look how many people have these businesses where they source stuff from eBay to sell on Amazon and they still make, you know, 20, 20% profit margins and they're paying full price. Somebody that's selling it on eBay at full price and they're still selling it on Amazon and still making a whole bunch of money. Yeah. I mean, so let's see here. It's, I welcome fees, honestly, because here's what happens. I have less competition because of fees now because people aren't going to do it or the people that are doing it, some of them are going to bow out and the people that are remaining, now they're going to make the money that those other people were going to bring in. Now you're going to make that and probably more because we don't have to play as stringent a race to the bottom game. That's how I like to look at it. I'm like, all right, fees. Well, how many people that I was selling against are going to get knocked off so I can command more of a premium dollar? I'll take fees all day, every day, because I'm going to continue to do this. I'm just going to change the way I do things because of fees. Margins need to go up? Great. If or What I mean by that is, okay, I was doing $5 send in. Now I'm profit. Now I'm going to do $10 send in because of all the fee changes. Okay, I've adjusted. I'm still playing Amazon or I'm still playing eBay. Fees are great. Love them. Oh, my God. You're going to get quoted on this, and that's this is going to be the so. end of you. I hope so. I, I hope all the flames and where I can buy a Gaylord come to you, Mike. Oh, my God. I'll be in the comments section. This guy said he loves fees. He's a he's an idiot. He don't know what he's doing. Yeah, I can hear it now. But I think I'm going to wrap it up here with the, the my final Jerry Springer-style thought on Amazon fees. Is they seem high from the outside. You know, if you walk up to the store... And it says everything's marked up 50%. You're probably not going in, right? But those that go in, all of a sudden they realize, even though you're losing that 50%, in theory, you're making more money. This is crazy. I know it's like, boom, like your head's exploding right now. I'm telling you the fees are, are two or three X on other platforms, but you're still going to make more money because you can command a higher price. Think about it that way. Don't be scared to start Amazon because the fees, yes, they're high, but we understand what we're looking at when we're outsourcing. We know exactly what the fees are, how much we're going to pay, how much we expect to pay, and you just figure it out from there. So as always, we appreciate you watching or listening out there, and we'll talk to you in next week's episode. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Reseller's Mindset Podcast. Today's full episode and all previous episodes are available to all YouTube members, along with the weekly Zoom call and private Discord. Head on over to youtube.com backslash the used book guy and consider joining for as little as $2.99 a month.